three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. everybody thank you so much for listening this is the real pineapple this is your humble host hunter here and i'm here with colin colin how you doing sir i'm doing great man how are you i'm doing really well my friend and i'm here with scott scott how you doing sir pretty good glad to be back with the boys talk about movies let's do it yeah yeah and uh dc apologists get your torches because we're <laughs> we're about to talk about joker and uh Oh, man. So I will just, to kind of just start off here. So Joker cleaned up this weekend. Uh, $93 million uh, debuted uh, domestic, which is the highest for a uh, rated R film in October. Um, it, it, it did really well. And I will say the uh, Rotten Tomato score for critics is 69%. The nice. nice. The rotten, <laughs> nice. <laughs> the rotten tomato score, uh, the audience score, ninety one percent. So I mean, so there's a big discrepancy between uh, the critics and the audience on this. And I will say, um, I we uh, we have a review up now for the first trailer for Birds of Prey, which uh, you can go ahead and listen to our thoughts on that. I went ahead and reviewed that with. Uh, uh, with a OJ, and I'll just say this: uh, the the marketing campaign on this movie has been. It will go down to one of the most infamous uh, marketing campaigns in the last decade, just because you know this movie's been tied to you know like is this movie promoting violence? Is it you know encouraging violence? Uh, of course, you have the DC factor to to say their films have been. Uh, inconsistent <laughs> would be putting it mildly uh todd phillips coming out uh, the director who of course did the hangover him coming out saying that he stopped doing comedies because of this new quote woke culture unquote i mean it's just been a lot of bad bad press for this fucking film so really going into it i saw it yesterday morning i was curious to really see you know kind of block out all the noise and just see the film and uh I will say, I don't think it's the dumpster fire that a lot of people were expecting it to be, but it's not, like, the best movie, like, of the year, like some people are saying either. Uh, I just kind of fall somewhere in the middle, which we'll get to. Uh, Scott, kind of, what were you, kind of your thoughts going into this? Well, I mean, I'm a big fan of, like, the past series of... Um, not, I wouldn't say the past series of Batman with, um, the current storyline, but like the Dark Knight, uh, trilogy essentially. Um, so, you know, just honestly interested to see where they go with it because, um, they've gone a different way with Suicide Squad and that didn't really seem to work out very well. And, um, knowing that I think for me wanting to see what Joaquin Phoenix could pull out for this and which way he would go with it um and just i i personally enjoy origin stories and the way that um people decide to take them um and how they might connect to the next one so not i didn't really have any expectation necessarily except uh that i expected joaquin phoenix to kind of go like a hundred percent into it what what about you colin um, yeah, I wasn't super familiar with a lot of the, the noise, as uh, Hunter put it, going into it. Um, I had seen the trailers, and I, like, had known um, that it did pretty well at the, like, the film festivals. Uh, Sundance and Venice, yeah. Yeah, Sundance. Like, it got some awards there, I think. It did, yeah. <clears throat> so it got a lot of buzz, um... I didn't really hear all the controversy. I heard that it wasn't playing in Aurora, um, and I, I didn't hear much else. I didn't pay attention to too much of the noise. 
Um, I was kind of excited to see a more serious kind of character piece uh, set in a comic book world. Um, I haven't been the hugest fan of what they've done with Batman since uh, Christopher Nolan's left, um, kind of being the in charge of that franchise. So I was like interested um, kind of to see what they would do uh, with the Joker and this more, I don't know, R-rated version of himself. Um, yeah, Todd Phillips was the director. I didn't know how that was going to go. I was apprehensive because, you know, he's most known for doing the Hangover films. And then, um, old you know, school. yeah, he did Old School. He, he's, he did a pretty good job with War Dogs. Like, I like that movie all right, but he has some pretty good actors to work with. And then he had a really good actor to work with in this. So I really like Joaquin Phoenix. Like, I was a big fan of his when he did Walk the Line. I was a big fan of his um, when he was in The Master. Um, when he's done a lot of his like crazier roles, so I was really, really anticipating to see like what the heck he's gonna do with this role, and like how he's gonna sink his teeth into it. Um, overall, like I, you know, after seeing it, I was like, I think I was like pleasantly surprised that it was as interesting um, and well written as it was. Um, but I definitely had my problems with it. I, I'm not gonna sit here and like talk about it like it's the greatest thing ever. Like I'm not gonna be that like super radical person online being like everything about it is perfect. You're all idiots. <laughs> like it's yeah. a fucking twelve out of ten on IMDb. What is wrong with you? But like uh, I definitely liked it a lot. I would say that. Like leaving the theater, I was like that felt like a really fucking good movie. So let's just establish something here kind of out the gate. Uh, Joker does not have a definitive origin uh, story uh, in, the com in, in the DC canon. The closest thing you'd probably get would be the killing joke, which I still hold to the fact that I think it's a good story, not a great one. Uh, written, of course, by Alan Moore. Uh, if you haven't read it, I suggest you do make your own... Uh, decision don't watch the animated movie because the animated movie sucks but uh so th this movie is uh it it's walking phoenix of course playing uh playing arthur fleck and he's got we'll say some issues and we'll kind of delve into those but he is basically working as a uh What'd you call it? One of those sign flippers. He's working like he's dressed as a clown. Well, he's um, like hired out as like an independent contractor. Like he'll do whatever clown jobs they have in the city. Clown, like clown for hire. Clown for yeah. hire. Yeah. Like he, he ends up <laughs> in a in a children's hospital, and that goes really well. Yeah, for two, right. <laughs> but yeah, he was sign flipping in in the opening scene. That was like what he was hired that day. As. And so and so these asshole kids steal a sign, and so he runs. So I'll be honest, guys. That was some, that made me tired watching him chase these kids. I was like, "Ooh, I would have stopped after like thirty. Yeah, dude, right? I mean, you know all about that, don't you? But I, but I don't know. But, but but he runs these guys down and they smack the shit out of him with the sign. And that's how the movie starts. You're like, "Damn, okay." So Arthur Fleck's life is just really uh, is really shitty. He's he goes to counseling uh, once a week his uh, journal that he brings with him to his psychologist is fucking disturbing. It's got some, uh, what was the line I remember reading, uh, like, be, uh, something about his life making more sense if he, like, died or something like that, something to that effect. And yeah. I remember, I remember going, damn, okay. That was what it was, yeah. Yeah. Life would make more sense if I was dead or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's one of my, kind of my big problems with the movie is that it felt like the movie just went out of its way to shit on him so much to justify the turn later on. And I, and, and I know some people will argue that point and that's fine. I, I like that part though too, but I don't know if you noticed, but sense was spelled like sense, like dollars yes. and cents. Yeah, that ha I felt like when I saw that, I started thinking. I was like, oh, does that have a deeper meaning? Like he's talking about like you know money, like or but it's also like sounds like sense. So like, is he just misspelling it because he can't spell? Like I don't know what. But it was like, oh, the movie's making me think, and then I thought I was like, oh, that's kind of clever writing. I thought a little bit. I would give it no. credit there. No, I, I agree. I, I think the big problem with this movie is it's trying to make a statement kind of about like uh, about like class, 
uh, like class structure, and I think that as do you think it's fl- trying to make a statement, or do you think it's using it as a vehicle? You I think, think it's, it's a little, more. Of I think a statement? it's. A, I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Honestly, I saw um, it more as a vehicle. I think maybe is okay. the difference. Okay, fair enough. Um, but watching, uh, but it, it his journal is really disturbing, and it's it's one of those things that if I'm gonna be that guy, and I, I don't really like doing this, but what I found interesting about the movie is the stance I think, or the or, or the kind of borrow your term, it's called the the vehicle used as far as making his laugh a condition, I really hated that. Like, I hated that to a point where I was like, anytime they went back to it, I was just like, I really don't like this. Even having, I thought it got a little excessive, for sure. It did. Even having him hand out cards about it, like, this is my condition, I'm like, yeah. guys, I'm like, come on now. And, and I think that it missed an opportunity to really add an extra layer of madness to him by just having the laugh naturally happen more and more without a condition. It was interesting though, because it was different though, because I'd never seen that been told that way. So it did make, it made it its own a little bit. It, it kind of reminded me almost like, like a kind of like more like, like schizophrenia, the way they kind of laid it out. And I just, I don't know. Definitely. I, I, it, they were it, definitely it, going for schizophrenia. It, it came across, I, and again, I hate using this term, but it really came across irresponsible to me, to, to be completely honest. Oh, like, oh, I, but it's a movie. No, no and, and, and I like, get that. Like, if you go down like, the irresponsible, like, argument, then you're going all the way to, like, video games cause shootings, right? Oh, Doesn't I, it so, lead that way? So, I mean, I think you could make that argument, but I, that, that's not the argument I'm making in this case. I'm just saying that I thought the way they portrayed mental health in that aspect, I thought was I thought that was really dumb. Like, I really didn't like that. Um, Scott, kind of your uh, kind of your thoughts initially. Well, like, I mean, the 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 main reason it seems like for the context of this movie is introducing who he is and like where this started and. Like, even from the beginning where, like, he gets bashed in the head with the, his own sign just trying to <laughs> run down some kids is this sort of, like, uh, you know, like a, um, I'm trying to think of, a, a character who is, like, constantly being shit on and and you'll see him a lot in comedies. Um, you might see in, like, an Adam Sandler movie where it's just, like, it's so extremely obvious that's happening this person but it's in in like a drama format um that this is shown in and it's i think that the way that it's super gritty in fact in the fact that nothing goes right for him like he lives in the shitty apartment with his mom they have this really kind of strange relationship intimate relationship with each other like just the way that he acts and is around other people he's like constantly trying to be silent but has this condition where it's impossible for him to be. And even when he, like, reaches out and tries to make a kid laugh, then, like, on the bus, he there's an incident where, you know, someone just kind of, like, stares at him for trying to make his kid laugh because he started laughing and laughing. I, I, didn't, I didn't mind the what they came up with for the diagnosis there and him having the cards. Like, I, that... That kind of clued you in, clued me in as a as an audience as to where they were going with this, um, but I didn't I didn't necessarily have a problem with that aspect, um, but I don't think it I don't think it necessarily swung me one way or another when it came to what I thought about the movie. It just was more of a crutch to a vehicle, like Colin said, maybe more of a vehicle. Fair enough. I I mean, for me, the most realistic part about that was the black woman telling her kid to turn around. I was like, oh, I've seen black women do that. I was like, that's exactly how a black mom would react to that shit. Like, get the fuck away from my kid. I but it's that like, made me act- Well, it's fair enough, man. I mean, that guy looks crazy, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, and you're not wrong. That's what and like the whole this it's like set in the it's the seventies, I believe, the seventies or eighties. Uh, I liked that about it. Yeah, and it was like I, I did liked too. that it was like old and yeah. It was about this like the the city was going to shit and there was trash everywhere and like he he goes to this you know he's on welfare so he goes to this um, lady who like the public health department like assigns psychiatrists to people and somebody who doesn't really care and she gets laid off because of the what's happening in the city. Um, I. 
I, I did enjoy the way that they started kind of... You, you, you saw what was going on in the city through multiple lenses um, and it, how the movie evolved, I think, was done very well. Like, it, like it, all, it the, all the radios well. that are right, on. Right, right. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, I wouldn't say that that part necessarily like took away from it. So one thing I will say about this movie, I thought the violence was handled so well as far as how it was shot. Um, the taxi driver reference... I, 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 I've been reading a lot of reviews about how this is like Taxi Driver. It's so similar to Taxi Driver. And you can definitely well, self-proclaimed feel- by Todd Phillips. That's why, yeah. I mean, I think that's why it, it even started. Todd Phillips is like, I was going for Taxi Driver. Yeah, but honestly for me, the way that it's kind of more feverish as far as through the lens of Arthur and how he's seeing everything, it reminds me a lot more of Wrecking for a Dream, to be honest, more than Taxi Driver. Um, especially as he you see him just spiral into genuine madness. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Sophie uh, Dummond, who's played by Zazie Beetz, who, of course, I, you know, Domino in a yep. Deadpool 2, and, of course, Van in Atlanta. I, I fucking love Zazie Beetz. One of my biggest complaints is that I think they really did treat her just as a plot device, and I really, I, I, I just didn't like what they did with her. Um, there is a twist with her character that, I mean, w- by the way, full spoilers, i just putting that out now, but uh, full spoilers on this, but when I saw her and her, her interacting with Arthur, I went, oh, this isn't real. Like, it wasn't even, like, a second thought. I was like, yeah, I don't buy any of this, because there's this point where he sees her, like, pretend like she's putting a gun to, his, uh, to her head, and pulls the trigger, and he does it back when they're getting off this uh, elevator. And I remember thinking, yeah, any sane woman with a child would have turned and ran, so there's no way that this is happening. So when the twist comes that he's been, you know, like... See, I I actually think that interaction is one of the only real ones. Like, like that's the first time they met. And then after that point, his mind just kind of runs wild. I... I would yeah. have. I personally, I, agree with that I, I personally agree. I, I personally disagree. Disagree that I, I. I love that part. Like it. Those were the. When when I wanted a little more excitement from this movie towards the end, I felt like not a lot was happening per se. I that came back and uh, played into this twist that I really enjoyed, just because it kind of threw it off a little bit it kind of took it took it away from his um like sanity and uh i I mean it it did kind of focus on that but it it really kind of played into the craziness of it because the entire time like i don't me personally you feel more sorry for him he doesn't he doesn't seem like he he is weird and he has a disorder or whatever but it doesn't seem like he's um what you would expect joker would be um, and then as the movie unfolds, it kind of really surfaces things about his life. Um, and we'll kind of get his stuff about his mom, but, um, like the way that that unfolded with his neighbor and to be like, oh yeah, I, I, maybe I just wasn't able to pick that up so quickly, but I really like the twist on that. I don't, I don't know if you felt the same Colin, but. Uh, yeah, Colin, go ahead, man. Uh, yeah, I, I really liked the way that they portrayed him not being able to trust his own mind. Mm-hmm. I thought that they went about that in a really clever like way that when he was fantasizing, I knew he was fantasizing, but I could see how like the movie was explaining how the lines are so blurred. Like He goes right in from watching television with his mom when he gets home. Uh, and and he goes right into a fantasy of him being in the crowd mm. and being spotlighted. Um, and I did like how that was done. I, Ma- I really like Ma- that scene. Yeah, and Maury was just like, you know, that whole scene. He's like, mm-hmm. my mom says that I'm here to spread joy and put smiles on everyone's faces. And Maury's like, that's great. And he's like, come <laughs> up here, give me a hug. I'm going to be this father figure you don't have. And uh, the way they went about that, I was just like, man... How seamlessly he just has to go into this fantasy mm-hmm. of like this amazing father figure he never had. Like I was like, that was pretty well done, and it actually yeah. is like so dark. Like yeah. to think about like how he has to do that every night. He's like, oh, I have to think about this to make me feel good. He's like, I'm just, 
Otherwise, I'm just unhappy all the time. Uh, and then, yeah, like you said, I think, Scott, they had one real interaction where she was trying to be polite, being like, oh, man, I had a bad day. Click, boom, mm-hmm. with the gun to my head. And then after everything that, everything he's just imagining. And, I, like, when they're out on the date, I'm like, obviously, this has got to be fantasy. This isn't <laughs> a real thing. Like, yeah. there's no way this guy is with her. She's lovely and beautiful, and he's an absolute weirdo. <laughs> like, And then clearly when he, like, runs to the door and kisses her, and she's like, yes, take me now. I've been waiting for you. <laughs> like, and all of that pull, is yeah, fantasy. Yeah, it has pull, to be. Yeah, pull, pull the Brett Ratner. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, allegedly. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. So, like, I, I felt like I, I always knew when it was fantasy, but I always was like, this is, it's doing a good job of, like, kind of, you know, showing his madness of, like, how he can trick himself into these good things, but then all of a sudden, you know, he kills these three guys, something clicks, and he's just like, I didn't feel bad at all, mm-hmm. I kind of liked it. And then it's like, you see the real darkness of what this, like, incredible fantasizer can do. Uh, that I don't know the way they set all that up I thought was like pretty well done I remember being kind of like okay like movie I see you <laughs> so, so there are parts of the scent I really like there, that scene on the uh, on the subway where he's laughing to himself after uh, the guy he works with gives him a gun mm. and so by the way the moment it's very uh, Hitch, uh, Hitchcockian as it were where when he gets the gun, you go, okay, let's just set our watch for when this is going to get used. So when these these Wall Street, or like the Gotham equivalent, are just fucking with him, for no reason, yeah. might I add. Like, they're trying to go ahead and like, feed this uh, pretty girl fries. It's like, oh, come on, they're really good. People like, are generally wow. like assholes to him, just for no reason in this movie. Yeah, and, and, and that was something that, I'll be honest... It, it, it wore it wore me a little bit because mm-hmm. it felt to a point like it wasn't real at, at a point. Like it just they did felt like- set it up to some extent, just because they were talking about how there was the garbage strike and everyone there was like mm-hmm. civil unrest because everybody was so upset about living in filth. I mean, I get yeah. I mean, I I get that, but it really did felt like like it was almost like lynch mobs. Like, let's go fuck with this one dude in the Gotham. It's like, okay. <laughs> like, it's like, all right, guys, let's ease up a little I mean, bit. that's fair. Uh, um, I will say, though, when these guys start beating the shit out of him on the train and he pulls that gun, it's not even a hesitation. He shoots this one guy and he's like, oh, shit! And then, of course, then it's not funny. He's like, oh, well, come on, we're just fucking around. We're just kicking the shit out of him. That was a well shot scene, yeah. I thought. Yeah. I thought Pun the, intended. The flickering, the, yeah, well, no. <laughs> Yeah, if, 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 if Hunter's just like I would have intended it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but the flickering lights and the the build and suspense in that scene that was pretty good. That was the what I love the best. That. that was the best that they utilized his laughing. I thought was like I agree a thousand percent because it uh, was like it, it was just like the suspense built and built and built and then right right when he shoots him like it got fucking real. That was one of my favorite moments in the in the in the movie. I think. Sure. So the this the thing that I love and it's going to sound so random about this movie is the symbolism of the steps because he takes that long bus ride after counseling and he or work and he walks up the steps and it just seems like a grudge and a grind for him but when he becomes Joker proper you see him you know do that Joker shuffle down the steps and he's like jumping the puddles and like being like you know excited to go down the steps I thought that symbolism was really well executed. And it made for a really great visual. I actually really appreciated that. Uh, my biggest complaint about this movie that we haven't even touched on is uh, the Batman shit. They tied this so much to Batman and for saying it's its own thing. Uh, Thomas Wayne being the Joker's main source of like real vengeance... I, I thought it was really executed poorly. And I thought they leaned way too much into the Batman shit. Uh, you find out that basically uh, uh, Brett Cullen, who plays Thomas Wayne, him and uh, uh, Arthur's mom, uh, I think it was Peggy, Peggy Fleck, I think it's her name, um, they had an affair at some point. And so Arthur, and this is where I kind of want to get your guys' thoughts on this, because she said that Arthur was his son. But then you see the adoption papers later, that show, like, you know, that she was nuts or whatever, and mm-hmm. that he was adopted. But then you see that picture later on, 
that Arthur turns over where it's uh, it's his mom when she was young, and it's got Thomas Wayne's signature on the back. You know, it's just like, oh, I you know love your smile or something like that. Like, so do you think he was adopted, or do you think like she has just gone super nuts herself, or like kind of your thoughts on that, Scott? That's a great question because we were Thank you. we were um, I was talking about that with Kelly on the way out if it really was or not because they 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 did kind of a forceful job to let like to show you the adoption papers they really made sure that you saw that um, and then yeah the 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 photo I would probably lean to say that it, if anything <laughs> probably the more fucked up of the options um, of it of him actually being his father. Um, but yeah, I, I think I would agree with you. I feel, I think that the Batman angle, um, was a bit, uh, cheap, kind of easy. Um, but I, I wasn't, I did, I did like how it was kind of tied full circle because the whole movie feels to be like really, they, they really tried to wrap a bow on, on everything. Um, including this perceived, influence this uprising influence on um what happened to bruce wayne's parents um and i i did like how that's tied in but i'm not like you know I, i'm coming from the point of view of someone who isn't like necessarily a super book geek so the fact i i wasn't i don't you know, called me mother i wasn't <laughs> i wasn't like i wasn't like pissed off by any slights towards the you know where that it should or shouldn't be going um i I did. I liked how they did tie it in. So it was a bit of like it was a bit cheap, but um, I I kind of enjoyed it. Colin, kind of your thoughts, sir. Oh, uh, you know, I I didn't really have an opinion on it. I think when I was leaving the theater. Um, so in that respect, I think you know it was fine. I didn't think it was too much. Um, I will say I did have a thought when I when the movie was ending, and I I didn't really love. We may get into the ending a little in a little bit, but uh, the way like the last few clips of of uh, you know cinematography they uh, put on screen, there, there's like a, a a shot of going in on little baby Bruce Wayne. I thought yeah. that was stupid. I, I thought yeah. that I, thought, I was just like, why why are you ending? Are you trying to like hint at a at a movie later? <laughs> what what's the point of that? I was like, this whole movie's about Joker. Right. Why would you show Bru- little baby Bruce Wayne at the end? During the movie, I, I didn't have a problem. I was just like, ah, that's fucking Batman right there. Like, <laughs> ah, <laughs> Batman. Ah, that's fucking little baby Batman. He's <laughs> totally yeah. fucking with him right now. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I, I thought it was like oh, an okay amount. Um, I didn't think they did too much with it. They they were kind of painting his dad out to be a dick. That was funny. You know, it's funny, and I appreciate <laughs> that because there's some that's something that uh, the Nolan movies I think do that. I always went, oh, okay, that's bullshit. Kind of romanticizing the Waynes, like they were trying to save Gotham. It's like no, they were like the Kennedys. They wanted to go and get money and power and serve themselves, which you know, good for them. But I mean, <laughs> but don't paint them as you know these heroes. And I appreciate the fact the movie, you know. And speaking of on the nose, the whole thing with Thomas Wayne going like, you know, I'm the I'm the hope for Gotham. Like, I'm sorry that these clowns can't accept it. It's like, okay, movie. It's like I get it, clowns. Ha ha ha. Like, it's like guys. Like, we can ease up a little on it being so much on the nose. But I appreciate Thomas Wayne being a dick because I would imagine someone like that would be an asshole. So them not acting like he's the savior of Gotham or more of a false god uh, in the eyes of many people, which I do appreciate the fact they did that with uh, Arthur's mom. Uh, again, I believe it's Peggy, how you know, she it's had Penny. this idea. I think I see Pen- or, Penny here. But yeah. I know it starts with a P. Yeah. Is, is it Penny? Mm-hmm. Penny, thank you. Um, I appreciate the fact that they went ahead and had Penny kind of pinning so much of her uh, her uh, like her goals and like her hope on on, uh, on Thomas Wayne, I, I did appreciate that. I just really thought the Wayne stuff was really overdone. The moment they showed that kid in the trailer, I was like, "Oh God, that's Bruce Wayne!" And of course, it was. So, so when they showed that, I went, "Oh God, his parents are going to die at the end." And it was just such a when his parents get killed, I'm like, "Why?" I've seen Batman 
his parents get killed on screen so many goddamn times. I'm over it. Like, I don't need to see it ever fucking again. Like, it's so... It, it really is the Uncle Ben uh, mm, shit. Yeah. It, it's Spider-Man and not the rice. But it, yeah, it, but it's one, like... I, I, thought, I thought the interesting thing that they did, though, was that they kept hinting that Joker was going to do it. But it actually was just like one of the people in the mob mm-hmm. who was just kind of riled up by Joker. I thought that was at least the interesting part that they were like, we're going to, in our storyline, we're going to answer the question of if Joker actually did kill Bruce Wayne's parents. Right. I mean, I... I mean, I guess I'll give him a little credit on that because in Batman '89, the the Keaton Nicholson version, I always, even as a kid, hated the fact that Jack Nicholson was the one to kill Batman's parents. It's like that's really on the nose, guys. Like, come on now. Like, right. like yeah, what so are the odds? This one kind of switched it up, like that first um, Star Trek remake, or yeah, or when there was like uh, they switched the roles with Kirk and Spock. Oh, you're talking about in, in the darkness, like when into darkness. Killed. Yeah, yeah, right, right. right. No, that and, and that's fair. I, I just, again, I just thought there was a Batman reference, and it really, like, even though the movie does have a scene after that, that really kind of effectively is the ending. Uh, it just, it just really just made me go, guys, you didn't need this. Um, getting to the third act of this, I will say, as far as like the the craziness, uh, when Arthur gets on the uh, Murray Franklin show. What a, what a build-up to that, by the way, because yeah. I, I feel like, like Colin was saying, going through the beginning of the movie, like he has these hallucinations that he's in the audience of this show, and he gets to go down and say hi to Murray, and him and his mom always watch the show, and like it all comes down to this, and then you actually, he meets the real Murray, and he's not like the same guy as he imagined, and Shocker. then, and yeah, but it's like this. I really enjoyed that buildup of I did too. him, go, like you being like, "What is he gonna do?" And that was definitely on the edge of my seat going into that scene. Uh, Colin, yeah, kind of your thoughts on that last bit there. Yeah, you originally said um, you felt like this movie reminded you more of Requiem for a Dream. This yeah. this is very Requiem for a Dream esque. Like yeah. in Requiem for a Dream, it's uh you know Shooter McGavin is trying to get you know the main character's mom to like come on and say <laughs> we got a winner, we got a winner. Like when it was well, like good, the good job on the voice by the way. Yeah, <laughs> trying to do the lose weight thing. So yeah. like I love that they set up this whole fake thing. I was just like, really, the best name you come up is Maury. You know, that's a real person that does like ridiculous like truth detector tests, right? Dude, right. Like, uh, I, but I have to say, I do miss watching Maury with Hunter when we lived. Dude, um, oh, dude, yeah. I, I I do love watching. But Maury. I, I liked I, I I liked that build up that he had the fantasy about it. Um, it was like his mom, um, you know, had the stroke. And then he was like watching Maury, and he came up with the video with him on it, and then he started making fun of him. Mm-hmm. And that was when the tension really start started building. Yeah. I was like, dude, this guy's gonna snap. And I think that's <laughs> that's the part about this movie that I kept like just like you know I was on the edge of my seat is that it just built this tension, like kept going and going and going. Like I was like, holy shit. The thing for me is that this movie has spikes. Where I'm like, oh my god, I am all about this. But then it does something stupid where I just go like, what, like, like to quote you, what are we doing here? It's like, no, like, don't do that. The whole thing with him showing up at uh, the Wayne compound and like, give like making mm-hmm. Bruce smile like that. I'm like, guys, yeah, that like, was Stop weird. this, yeah, like, weird. like. And then it leaves that whole the scene. Fingers in the, in the mouth was too much. Mm-hmm. I was like, don't put the fingers in the mm-hmm. mouth. Yeah, and then it leaves that whole <laughs> scene where he. He sneaks into the opera that apparently has no security. <laughs> he just walks Operas in like it's, don't need security. Everyone knows that. Like like it's dude. There was security for, in the movie theater when we were walking in. Like I was like, because you know people have been getting like theaters have been getting threats and shit across the country about people. Have been they've been closing down screenings for Joker because of potential threats. Mm-hmm. So I walk in the theater. I read um, that there was no proof of any credible threats. Yeah, that's yeah, and a, a, why would there be? But it's just like okay, so I mean, we walked in. Uh, I uh, uh, Alay and I walked in yesterday morning. I saw three bodyguard or three uh, security guards. Like yeah. they they were they were clamping down on shit. And, Did you go to Galaxy? 
Oh, uh, no, we just went to uh, uh, Cinemark uh, Summit, so... Yeah, Galaxy uh, had some uh, some Renacops there, too. Oh, did they really? Yeah, oh, they looked really oh, bored. I, <laughs> I was like, thanks, guys. <laughs> you know, job. Yeah, like... <laughs> Please shoot the guy that brings the AK in. Thank you. Dude. <laughs> But I, I, if I can jump in, I, I'm curious to hear what you guys think about like where they took Joker and like the uprising, like do you, how they because they decided to go with like he he even said throughout some of this that he didn't really even believe in this uprising about you know the yeah. the poor people and the less fortunate versus the rich upper class and he just gets actually caught in the middle the guys that he shoots just happen to be these wall street guys and everyone kind of takes it as a sign and they start wearing masks um like clown masks um like do you do you like the way that he kind of stumbled into this and then kind of was like oh oh i guess they love me and that's a good thing so i'm gonna go with it or do you feel like the way that joker has been portrayed in the past is he's the originator of this like uprising because he has all these like ideologies about like uprising and and taking down the upper class and things like that like Uh, you know what i mean colin go for colin go first man i mean i would say at least that it's it's cool that it's different um you know, I, I I thought it was an interesting take. Uh, I don't know if like it's better or worse. Um, I I definitely thought it was interesting. I I thought some parts when like the riots were breaking out out of nowhere and everybody you know, had the clown masks. Some parts I was like, this is getting a little dumb. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. um, but. I liked the idea of him not being able to like be so personable and like a salesman and start recruiting people. Mm-hmm. Like I like the idea yeah. that he is more of a martyr and like right. people were like we're going to worship you on high like not because you're charismatic or anything but just because we believe in what you represent. Like that I can get behind. I was like, yeah, that actually makes sense for the character Joker. Like that's that mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. I think what's weird about it is because like I agree with you to a point because I thought it was an interesting take, but then you know we talk about the Joker just being an agent of chaos, you mm-hmm. know, and I and I so that takes away from the core of his character if this is the route you go. So I'm like, well, he's not really an agent of chaos. He's basically Batman because he's a symbol of what people you know wrong or not want to believe in so i'm like i don't love that but i wasn't but i didn't hate it it, it, it's it's hard to explain man like i almost i I can't see him fighting batman like i don't even know if he would want to fight batman yeah i mean like i don't no i do it doesn't seem like he they're portraying him as a violent person to the point that he is going out he, he's he was evolving there absolutely and because he was insane yeah. he he got pushed to the limit so maybe yes under that uh, in that aspect yes but i think his state of mind when it started was not to like seek it out but it just kind of came he, to him you know what's interesting to me and it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie is the whole scene where he just got through i want to say shoot the people on the subway and he just goes into that bathroom and just starts dancing and doesn't say a word. That gave me the creeps. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, okay, man. Like, um, that scene was great. And we haven't even talked about this, but the scene where uh, the guy who gave the gun and the uh, little person go to oh, his apartment. Yeah, holy yeah, crap, damn. man. Damn. Well, he, like, that was, that was the neck one of the and... more brutal, like, murders. <laughs> I feel like that's just been thrown up there yeah. for everybody to watch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I, people. <laughs> like I was like, oh my god, and and dude, it's hardcore. Pro- pro- props, props to Arthur because he got me when the little person went to leave and he went. Oh down. my gosh, Ew. And, and, well, and, and, and the fact that when he went over to try to unlock the door and he couldn't, yes! it, and you're like, oh no, yes. this is where it all ends for you. Yeah. And, but the, the the craziness of the fact that he went, you know, you're the only person who's ever nice to me. He just lets him go. You're like, wow, okay. So 
that's where my whole thing with the whole mental issues comes in because clearly there's somewhat of a sense of right and wrong, but he's just kind of a selfish douche. And I was like, well, I don't feel bad for you, but the movie at points is trying to make you feel bad for him. So I'm like, well, which do you want? Do you want me to believe in this clown prince of crime who you're building towards, or do you want me to buy him more as an anti-hero? Like, it's, it's, it's really, like, I don't know if the movie really was prepared to answer that question for for me and it kind of kept going back and forth this movie is the perfect representation of a yo-yo because there are points where i was like oh my god yeah and there are points where i'm like what the fuck are you doing and then like oh my god that was great and then oh my god why is that here like it, it kept losing me but getting me back and it, it kind of gave me vertigo if i'm being completely, <laughs> being completely honest because i just didn't really know how how to feel uh, leaving the movie, uh, when he killed his mom, I was like, oh, all bets are off. Like, everybody's kind of fucked <laughs> yeah. now. Like, like... Grab your kids. Grab your wife. Yeah. And by the way, please don't take your children in this. For the fu- for fuck's sake, do not take your kids. Dude, I saw, like, a six-year-old in Rambo last week. Please do not take your kids to go see this fucking movie. There's nothing there for them. Do not take them to see this shit. Um, and I know sometimes parents are like, oh, you're being, like, you're joking. No. Do not take your child to see this fucking movie. This isn't even like Deadpool where the humor, the violence is kind of funny. This is just dark shit. And it gets darker the more it uh, it, uh, it it descends. When he just shoots uh, Murray point blank, I was like, holy shit. Like, it comes from nowhere, too. Just pop. And rightfully so, like, the crowd, like, the studio audience is like, holy shit, what the hell? Like, it's, it's pretty crazy, man. And... Uh, so, I mean, for me, as we kind of start to wrap up here, uh, do I think Joaquin's going to get a Best Actor nomination? Yes, I do. I, I thought he was the best part about this. Um, while I wasn't crazy about some of the decisions they make, I he executed it, I think, as well as you could execute this. I stand by the fact that, you know, I didn't want a Joker origin movie. Um, this has changed my mind a little bit, but... I just I don't think a, the Joker is a character that should have the definitive origin. I I stand by that fact. Um, as we've said, the DC movies on the channel we've uh, uh, we're not always the biggest fans of them, to, to, to put it kindly. But this is something that if someone said, "Oh, this is one of my favorite movies of the year," like I wouldn't stop them. You you know, be like, "This is why you're wrong." Like you know, it was not like if someone said Transformers is. Transformers was last night's the best movie you know in the last decade or something like that. Like this is this is good. It's not great, but it's good. And um, I think come Oscar time, Joaquin will get that nomination. I I thought he was really excellent here. Um, the Thomas Wayne shit, some of the inconsistencies with uh, mental health. There's just some stuff I went. Yeah, I'm not gonna give you a pass on that. But this is really well done, and while I think Todd Phillips is kind of is a goon, I will give him credit where credit's due for uh, handling this. I think as well as you could direct something like this. Uh, Scorsese was a producer that clearly had an influence, but uh, yeah, I, I think this is a good film. I've been bouncing back and forth between B plus and A minus, and. The stuff has just irritated me. It really irritated me. So I'm going to give this a B plus. Um, I think this is something you can go see in theaters. But to be completely honest, you don't really need to rush out and see it in theaters. This isn't, you know, something that's, you know, got insane amount of special effects. I mean, and this is going to sound terrible. But if you're paranoid about going out to the theaters to see this, um, I... I uh, and that's such a such a tough issue, but if you're that paranoid that you don't think you can enjoy the film, don't go out and see it in theaters. Just rent it when it comes out. But I enjoyed this DC. You got a good movie here. Uh, it's rare for me to say that, but, <laughs> but <laughs> dude, you know I I'm gonna get the hate from DC fans anyway. So it's like, what you you didn't like this much Black Panther? Let me tell you why you're wrong, fucker. Like I, I can already hear it. So it's 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 fine. I don't care anymore. Uh yeah, B plus for me. Uh, Scott, final thoughts and grades, sir. Um, one thing I really liked about <clears throat> the Joker in the Dark Knight was kind of the 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 realness and like his hair was greasy 
and gross and like the makeup on his face was not perfect and like his clothes were tattered or like disheveled and it that's how i that's how they portrayed um the arthur fleck and and joker of like this sad clown and they they just were really they were able to keep the mood of this movie the same throughout and i really respected that and Joaquin Phoenix just laid it down and like, yeah, like we, I, th- I don't, we're not talking about him a lot because we just come to expect that from him. Um, but he, I mean, I would, I would agree with you if he, if he were to get, um, you know, best, best actor for this, then I wouldn't bat an eye at it. Um, how, you know, I was trying to figure out if, 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 I completely enjoy this movie when I left, but I think it's just because it leaves you with a taste in your mouth that is not pleasant, and it's not because the movie isn't good, it's just the subject is, uh, yeah, it's it's unpleasant. Um, but yeah, it was, it was an excellent movie, and I think that I, I would definitely recommend it to anyone over the age of, I don't know, 16. 37. <laughs> dude, I'll be honest, dude, I don't even... I'll be honest. This is gonna sound terrible. I don't know if I'd even want a high schooler watching this. Yeah, to, maybe to not. Maybe not. Yeah, but like I, like you know, I, I really enjoyed the way they were, like the continuity between a lot of these arcs that they were using, especially with his mother, and then with Thomas Wayne, and how it kind of ties into the uprising, and just like you're waiting for something. Nothing ever jumps out. Nothing ever until kind of the end when things actually start to happen. It's like this kind of slow burn that uh, I think it really pays off in more of a messed up and evil way than you might expect. One part that I, we haven't talked about yet was he has a stand-up routine that kind of gets is the one that is infamous and gets on the Maury uh, show. Um but the, sorry, Murray. The Murray. I, I keep forgetting. What did I, say, I Maury? keep Maury? Yeah, no, like I, I, I kept letting you call Sly on that. Like, I gotta correct him. Um, <laughs> Murray. I, I, yeah, just the way it, it comes full circle and the things, it, how quickly it escalates. Um, I enjoyed the the last scene is, um, kind of funny actually because <laughs> he <laughs> ends up leaving this interrogation room with blood on his shoes. Um. But yeah, I yeah, I enjoyed I wish, it. I think yeah. that it's probably going to be one of the better movies of the year. Um, I'm going to give this one an A. All right. Colin, my friend, what you got? So I think probably the best thing about this movie is Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. I, I think his performance is really, really good. Um, Todd Phillips did a pretty good job. Yeah, um, Hunter, you're just like he's a goon, <laughs> dude. Because honestly, like, man, I think he's an asshole. Like I'm just being yeah, straight up. Like, fair. like you know, you're you can feel however you want about Todd Phillips. <laughs> that guy probably Thank is a fucking goon. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh. But um, yeah, I don't know. Is it, it was like it just felt like this like really gritty kind of like art house movie that you see that comes out in October and um, like blows you away because the acting's so good and they have these dramatic angles and it's like they do this cool stuff with the you know he's having these fantasies that are clearly fantasies but like he can't distinguish them from reality and I'm like oh but this is all like about a like a comic book movie this is Joker so like those tied together and uh, having those similar feelings while watching it, I was like, this is pretty cool. Like I enjoyed myself a lot. Um, the violence is intense. I'll say that. Yeah, it like, is. If you want to see this movie, you better be like okay with seeing like some dude get his like face blown like through with a like a handgun, and like this the camera doesn't turn away. Like it just shows him just like splattered head back like, and then just shows the Joker and he's just sitting there like nothing happened. Like, this movie's insane, and it makes you feel a certain kind of way, that's for sure. Um, But I think that's, like, that's art, I guess. Like, you know, I feel like 
I, it's cool to go to a theater and feel that creeped out, feel that uncomfortable. Like, this is a good, like, Halloween movie. It's not a Halloween movie, but, like, the Joker is a scary motherfucker. <laughs> like, to go watch the, like, go get inside the Joker's mind for, like, an hour and 40 minutes, however long this is, like, it's a scary movie to watch. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I think it'll probably make my top 10. I don't know yet, but um, it was really good. I hope Walking Phoenix gets some um, love from the awards, at least nomination wise. Um, I'm gonna give it a solid A. Yeah, A. That that's fair, man. Like like I said, man. I, I was just I, I was leaving the theater. and I was like, oh, thank God, that was at least good. Uh, you, you know what I mean? Because I was just like, oh God, people are hating this. Some people think it's like, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm not wrong. I'm not gonna say that, but but, but it, it was just like, okay, this is this is a good film. And like I said, Joaquin really does deserve an Oscar nomination off this. Like, that's something DC should, DC should be fucking pushing uh, moving forward because uh, he's incredible in it, uh, you know, despite the some of the material he's given not being so. Um, it's really weird because uh, Todd Phillips is a writer on this, but then uh, the, the co-writer was uh, Scott Silver. He was a uh, screenwriter on 8 Mile, uh, he was a director on the Mod Squad, which is fucking random. Uh, he wrote The Fighter, which I fucking love. And then he actually was the uh, producer on uh, Stronger, that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal movie, which is really quite excellent, actually. So, um, I mean, the pedigree was really fascinating. And the fact this didn't just honestly suck ass, because I really was kind of like, uh, they could really fuck this up about 20 different ways. I give him a lot of credit for just finding a way to make this work even as well as it did. So, um, with that said, I will share very quickly, uh, we saw the trailer for Birds of Prey, and I know I did a review on it, but, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little worried <laughs> I think it's gonna be Suicide Squad all over again. But, you know what, hopefully I'm wrong. I was, I was wrong about this. I thought this would not be great, but it was good, so... I don't know. We'll uh, we'll see. But uh, guys, Joker. Uh, I know people have opinions on it. So I, dude. I one of my friends was like, "Oh, you probably are gonna fucking hate it." I'm like, "Dude, shut the fuck up." I'm like, God, I'm like, I'm like, give me a little benefit of the doubt here. But uh, guys, let us know what you thought of in the comments below. You can go ahead and like us on Facebook at the Real Pineapple. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at J Hunter Real Pineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at Newman the First. And you can follow Colin on Twitter at the Real O'Neill. And go ahead, uh, hit that subscribe button. You can find us on Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, and Spotify and SoundCloud at the Real Pineapple. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll have a review up this weekend for Gemini Man. God help me, Will Smith. Please make a good movie. I am just, dude. I'm scared, but there's man. Two of them, I Hunter. I- <laughs> What no, if only I mean, the young Will Smith gives a good performance? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would be just oh, that'd be so ironic. But uh, yeah, please be good, so, dude. I'm seeing I'm seeing Gemini Man at ten o'clock at night on Thursday. So if it's bad, I'm gonna be really pissed off. And uh, we'll have a review up as well this weekend for uh, Judy, which. Uh, uh, yeah, Renee Zellweger playing Judy Garland. I'm actually really curious about that. They're saying it's a great performance, so uh, we'll see. But, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll take you soon. Take care.